The Missing Intelligence Podcast is part of the Acast Creators Network. Here you go. It's ready for you to come and collect. Okay. At your soonest. At your earliest convenience. Oh, bollocks, now I've not got my games over. <laughs> Proud of yourself. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Missing Intelligence Podcast. I am one of two hosts on this show, Joe Barker, and with me today is Michael Hobley, and we are just two friends. I'm emphasizing too much, Mike, don't you think? (laughs) Finish the bloody slogan! (laughs) (laughs) Who have got a lot to say, but nobody to say it to. (laughs) How was that? What was that too? I don't know. <laughs> but to be fair, everyone everyone of note has their own way of talking in it. It's like Barack Obama. He's like, and now, are you sure? That sounded more like the guy who introduces the Formula One. And it's go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he talks like really. He talks in like quick spurts, doesn't he, Barack Obama? I you know? kind of understand what you mean. That yeah, sounded like more that. like no. That was more. Um, Dude, something on the wing. <laughs> Some thing. <laughs> it's not Ace Ventura. He was doing. That's William Shatner, isn't it? Yeah, but it's Ace Ventura doing William Shatner. Yeah, but William Shatner does sound like that. That does he? Yeah. Have you ever heard his rendition of Rocket Man? No. Have you not? Oh, it's brilliant. And for anyone listening, please listen to William Shatner performing Rocket Man. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Oh, I put my bags last night. Pre-flight. That's how it goes. He's literally <laughs> just talking through it. It's great. Okay. And having, having a smoke at the same time. Smoking's bad. Is William Shatner the one who was in Star Trek? He was, yeah. Oh. Why is he singing or talking? <laughs> he done an... Oh, uh, uh, oh, God. I went really East London. Almost went really East London. He done an old album about him, right? Oh, right. He done it. It was a full album of him just talking. He, he won't stop talking. Why don't you give it a rest? <laughs> oh, he's got more rabbit than Sainsbury's this one. Oh, oh Willie Shatz. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, what have you been up to this week? I have had a rather busy week, Joseph. Oh, exciting. Um, half of it was with you. Yes, it was. Um, I'm sure you remember. Uh, I drove down to um, where you live. I was about Hello. to say where you live. I, I don't know if you want me to say that. I think people are aware of where I live now. Oh, yeah, we did talk about Eastbourne and yeah. the old people and alienating them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I drove down to Eastbourne, spent a couple of days with you uh, and, and our friend from, from Aberdeen. Um I say, why did I say Aberdeen in a West Country accent? He was from Aberdeen, or you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what is going this on? This is my best Scottish accent. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's Northern? It's all the same thing, really. Isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we we had a couple of days together. We went for a, a round of nine holes at golf, which yeah. was good fun. First time ever doing that. It was interesting. Did I you enjoy did yourself? I, I did enjoy myself, yeah. You're getting right into golfing, yeah. I really am. It's it's a really good day out. Yeah. Although I've chosen the wrong time of year to do it because Yeah, that's getting it's, yeah getting nasty. Getting wet. Yes. But you know, it's, it's it's a pretty good it's a good day out, I think. 
I mean, I think I had, I had fun. We, had, yeah. we did, did well. I don't, the only thing I didn't like is the sense of feeling a little bit rushed for the people behind you. Um, yeah, you do get that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the... I tend to, if if anyone seems like they're pretty decent, I'll tend to like let them through. Yeah. Or if like they're a single player, I'll let them through. If it's like a couple of them or three of them, like if it's the same size group as what I'm playing in or less uh, and they're good, I'll let them through. But those guys that were behind us were yeah, they not were, very yeah. good. Yeah, they weren't great. <laughs> no. Yeah. But no, yeah, it was a good day out. And then if a couple of days later, we, we got our one of our best friends married. Woo! We did. Which was Against his will. Yeah, against his will. <laughs> no, no, no. It was very much with his with his will. Yeah, for his will. W- within his. Within his wanting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. He he does. Yeah, self. He chose to do it. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Um, it was a good day. I think it was a lovely day. It was. It was a really lovely venue. It was lovely one. They they both looked lovely. They did look lovely. Um, there was lots of cultural things which are pretty interesting yes because uh, our friend is ukrainian uh yeah, what a lovely lovely day it was good i got very drunk yes you did very drunk and it <laughs> literally took me about um i got my voice back today yeah we was, it was gonna record yesterday but you yeah you to scratch. <laughs> <laughs> i was not in the uh physical fitness no, even with your la 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 la. Yeah, Could I've done do all that. of my voice exercises and it weren't having it. No. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's basically what I've been up to. I've watched uh, a film and the first two episodes of Loki, which I promised you I would. Yes. I've done it. And to give you a brief um, summary of what I thought of it, it's visually very, very good. Although I thought for like the first episode at least, it's quite blurry and fuzzy. Like it's really weird. Yeah. And I don't know if that was like a. I think that was a, your screen. A, well, I've got a half decent screen. <laughs> but I don't know if that was like a design choice because it's all sort of a bit chaotic for the first episode. But the other thing I'll say about it is I think I need to rewatch season one because I do not remember anything as to why they're in the situation that they're currently in and it's not making sense to me at the moment have you been skipping the recaps no i watched the recaps and i remember everything that happened in the recap but it's mm. still i'm like well, what, why what's going on what's why are we here i see yeah um but are you enjoying them is the most yeah, important no, i think thing. i think i think they're pretty good they're all right yeah and so far i think season one's gripped me more yeah, but do you see where I'm coming from? Where it's like it's almost back up to scratch or up to. Uh, it's better than what's been released between season one and New Loki. Yes. It well definitely in terms of TV shows. Mm. I think. Um, in terms of visuals, I think like there's like the Ant Man film. Yeah. Visually beautiful. Yeah. But the story is a bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ant-Man's visual, visuals were be- are currently, so far, better than Loki's. But Loki's visuals are still pretty good. Yeah, I still think, now that I've seen episode two, I still 
think that it's hard to really be scared of this character or be like what's the word like left yeah what the uh, Kang yeah because the way that they're playing it is that Kang's still quite mysterious and yeah we see quite a lot of him in in Ant-Man and I do still believe that Ant-Man shouldn't have come out until Loki season two come out yeah yeah, because it's hard to see him as this big bag and this like omnipotent force I would say yeah when we've seen him get beaten up by Ant-Man and his daughter yeah but like everyone in the Loki series they still treat him as a bit of a mystery yeah no one really knows the only thing I can hope for is is obviously this Kang was the the Kang that was in um Ant-Man is one that was kicked out of the council, council of Kangs for being shit that's what I'm hoping for. I'm yeah. hoping that he was a like a much lesser form of Kang, and I mean he was still powerful, yeah, but a lot lesser yeah. compared to like the the main cancel of Kangs. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so I watched that. Yeah. That that did so far so good, I think. Um, and then I also watched John Wick Four finally, Woo. which I've been. It's been on. Amazon for ages, but you've had to pay for it. But now it's a part of Prime. Right. And I finally watched it. It's as good as the rest of it. What I really like about the John Wick series is the continuality of it. Like, you can watch them back to back. Yeah. It's like you're watching one long movie. There's no differences at all. The soundtrack's all very similar. Characters are all that, you know, because sometimes when you have series of movies, the characters alter slightly because it's been so long between movies and obviously the actors try and got to try and pick up that character again and it's going to be slightly different but this time around all of the characters spot on as they were movie to movie yeah um the only thing i will say is the ending was so obvious it was but i think it was the ending that it deserved oh no for sure yeah Yeah. it it ties it up very very nicely I like, don't think, obvious. yeah, I um, uh, no, actually, I'm going to avoid spoilers, but it ended in a way that there could be a sequel, but I really hope there isn't. I think there'll probably be a spin-off. I mean, there's yeah. already a spin-off for the Continental. Continental, yeah. But I reckon that that character, I think you're alluding to, could Is... be a spin-off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought, again, very, very enjoyable. Although it was probably just a little bit too long as well. It was quite long, and especially, I mean, for me, it was somewhat marred by the fact, I think we brought this up last time, because I watched all four of them in, like, one after the other. Yeah. And I think the fourth one was quite marred by the fact that I had just sat through three of them already. Yeah. And all the fight scenes and all that sort of stuff so it did get a little bit monotonous yeah but i think again i think that's just because i was watching them one after the other after the other after the other um but i think in terms of the story was amazing that end scene with the stairs is all i'm gonna say i thought that was incredible um and yeah they take them as they are like yeah, yeah they they are really good if you don't like long fight scenes and 
stuff like that and you can't appreciate the not uh, maybe that sounds quite harsh yeah no i'm gonna say that if you can't appreciate like the fight sequences then it's not the film for you if you're looking for something with a more in-depth story it's yeah. not for you but if you're looking for a fun action-packed film which isn't just over the top ridiculous this is definitely yeah with a little bit of interesting story. lore behind it and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, um but yeah i think overall they were amazing that one in yeah. particular was really good keanu Reeves has still got it and i think i said last time we watched it that one of my favorite things that they'd done about that show was the fact that they set it over the course of like a week yeah that's yeah. awesome like four films over the course of a week so like you said mike you can sit there and watch one after the other after the other after the other because yeah. it's you put them together but, and it's like a six hour film so here's a question for you joe yes because you mentioned about having watched the first three and then by the time we got to the fourth, you're kind of like uh, overload on information. I come across this question online today and I think it's a very interesting question. What would you, how, how many episodes? Cause you, you also like to binge yeah. series, right? How many episodes is acceptable to watch in one go? Bearing in mind, there is a point where you, you come to where it's kind of like, I am no longer taking in this information. I think it depends on the genre. Right. If I'm watching something like Rick and Morty or Family Guy where every episode is like a distinct new story. Yeah, and they're quite quick. And they're quite quick. I could probably do quite a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think when you're watching... Something in depth. Yeah. Like I, th I think... Say like a low key where it's one story all the way through. I think about ten episodes is probably enough. Ten, yeah. Something for low. Key, so, so this is why I think I haven't taken in all the information from season one. It's because I binge watched the whole series in one day. Right. When I watched it, and I think in doing that, I just haven't taken in because when you when you watch one episode one week or one day, and then next episode next day or whatever, you not only do you sort of kind of reflect on that episode but you also the next week you're gonna watch that recap because mm. you want to remind yourself what happened so you're like doubling up that information and that's going to be burned into your mind mm. whereas if you're just watching it straight the way through you're not going to watch the recap so no. you're only seeing that first bit once yeah you know? i suppose it sort of depends on how hooked you are for something as well yeah because i remember um quite a while ago i wasn't very well so i wasn't at work um and it just so happened that it was the day that umbrella academy season one was released right so i was sitting in bed and i thought you know what i'm just gonna put something on and i ended up putting on umbrella academy and i sat there and watched every single one of them and then started watching it again <laughs> <laughs> in one day <laughs> you I mean, it is a good series. Yeah, but... It is a really good series. So uh, I, I suppose it's how much something, how much you're hooked to something. And I suppose maybe I can do it with like the Marvel films because you're really into it. I'm really into it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you probably sat me down and told me to do it to scrub for scrubs, now I enjoy scrubs, but I think it's one of those background uh, yeah. things, isn't it? It can yeah. cut. Yeah, exactly. Like for, 
like friends and no, yeah. no diss to friends but I, I like friends as well but it is something that you would pop on in the background you wouldn't just sit there and watch religiously yeah. well, i still I'm, think anyway. i still think probably three three or four episodes in one go is, is that it max yeah really otherwise I, like i say you I, I think i fatigue and get to the point where i'm like I'm not really taking in what's happening now. <laughs> you know, I'm just watching it. I'm not really appreciating yeah. it. You know, I'm with you. What if there was going to be a series that you could do it with the whole season? Would you reckon it would be Vikings? Easy. Yeah. Like, no hesitation, Vikings. I've done Straight it done plenty of times. Or I mean, like for something dramatic, Vikings. For something like comedic, South Park, all day long. Right, yeah. I could watch, like, oh, I could, yeah. But again, that's similar to like what I said about Family Guy and Rick and Morty because it's a condensed story in every one. Yeah, yeah. I think you can get away with watching a lot more of them. Yeah, um, I mean, I've got I've got a huge appreciation for South Park to yeah. the point where I don't need to watch it and I know what's like, I can laugh at it because <laughs> I know what's going on and I could probably watch it without sound and still laugh. Yeah, I'll, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, Go on, have you seen you were talking about the uh, Vikings then yeah have you seen the show on Netflix called Last Kingdom no the Norseman oh the comedy one yeah so yes that was one of the ones where sort of the first season I really got into it but then I sort of reverted into this is just background noise now and I didn't really taken much of what the rest of the series but i've been watched i've well, i've gone through like three or four series of it now or how yeah. many series there are um it's it's pretty funny yeah, yeah. I, I think it was quite cool i, I do think I you need to get through a couple of episodes though yeah you do yeah definitely do you know what i would probably if you were going to start watching it i would watch season three first okay i know it sounds silly but season three is a prequel to season right. one and two Okay. So I'd and and it's better quality. It's like higher quality, right? Um. So yeah, I think you. I have done it as well. I have like. I guess it's a bit different for me because I watched season one, two, and three, and mm. then like a few months later, I watched season three, two, a uh, three, one, and two. So I did kind of know yeah. some of the jokes. So maybe okay. it, as a first time watch, maybe it, there will be a couple of jokes that you would miss. I guess it's kind of like with the US office, you kind of, you can just skip the first series. Oh yeah. And that's I, just like a like for like with the UK one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I purposely did because, um, well, when the office was a big thing a few years ago, when it was still sort of coming out, there was loads of people telling me to get into it. Cause I used to love the English office mm. and I couldn't get into it purely for the fact that I was starting with season one. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this. This is just, I'm just comparing it to the to season one, and I think um, Ricky Gervais pulled it off better than Steve Carell. See, I can't watch the UK Office; it's too too yeah. cringe for me. Uh, that's what I love about it, though. That is what I love about it because it is. Because do you know what? I think the the problem is is I know I know managers. <laughs> like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are just cringy and just constantly putting their foot in their mouth yeah. yeah exactly so i think for me it was like i could kind of recognize it yeah um <laughs> and i do love ricky gervais's humor as well that cringy 
over the top humor. Have you watched? Have like... you watched extras yet? Yeah, yeah, I've seen extras. Uh, is that any good? Because I've not. Extras is really got good. to it yet. Yeah, no, extras. Is I've really heard good. it's really good. There's what I like about extras. Uh, no, you do kind of have to watch it in order, I suppose, because there is a little bit of a story that goes along with it. Right. Some episodes are better than others. Okay. Um, but there's some really so the the idea of it every episode there's a star like a, a famous person yeah, in them. yeah 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 um and some of them are, are brilliant like there's there's one where it's um Ross Kemp and Vinnie Jones oh, right and they're both trying to be the hard man right and one thinks they're harder than the other and then they sort of get put in a room together and they sort of just like fall apart a little bit right um there's also uh one with ian mckellen sir ian yeah. mckellen so i've seen clips of that yeah oh yeah. mate it's i love it because the 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 people that they've got on there like obviously ricky gervais's humor again is just like just take the piss out of yourself mm. and they do and there's there's no like ego it is yeah. just really funny yeah I'm, I'll, I'll have to give that a watch. There's I'm, oh, there's I'm, a, there's I'm, I'm conscious. One, one of my other ones, favorite ones is sorry, but um, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe's oh, in an okay. episode, and it's I think it's while he's still doing Harry Potter because it came out for quite a while ago, right? And he's like doing all these things like smoking and drinking and trying to pull girls just to make him look like he ain't a kid anymore. <laughs> 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 but yeah it's, it's brilliant definitely give give it, if you haven't seen extras definitely give it a go yeah okay yeah what, what's it on do you know uh, i think it's on bbc iplayer okay or I'll, one I'll of the iplayers i shall find it yes but what have you been up to joe uh what have Other i been up to what we've both been up to um <laughs> what have i been up to I've been playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 again in preparation of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 oh. coming out soon. Um, Wasn't there already a Modern Warfare 3? There was, but they've redone it, haven't they? They've been remaking. Oh, okay. It, and it, to be fair... No original ideas anymore. <laughs> well, I, 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 I stand by this remake. One... Because it's not a like-for-like like remake with the other ones. It's Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3. And there's some returning villains, but it's a completely different story, completely different missions. It's not just a lick of paint. It is a new game, but just and, reusing villains and stuff. But why don't you just do like a... Because it's it's kind of telling the story of the characters, like some of the characters that got killed off in the Modern Warfare games, like yeah. Ghost and um, like Price. Although I don't know if he did get killed off, probably. But um, the quality of them now are just amazing. Because this is going to sound weird for a lot of people, but I don't like Call of Duty games for the online stuff. <laughs> I'm not an online player, never have been. Yeah. But I really like the Modern Warfare storylines. They're short, which is really annoying, but they are really good. So I probably won't buy Modern Warfare 3 straight away. I'll wait till it goes on sale, where it's worth it for like whatever it is, six hours of gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever ridiculousness it is. But 
um they are really good i really enjoy them um and apart from that i've also been playing spider-man and spider-man miles morales Mm-hmm. because spider-man 2 comes well. out yeah uh that one i will be buying when it when it comes out because that is an amazing game and i keep telling you to play it and you should play it because it's so good i've never really been into those kind of games yeah but i i see i don't think there's a game like it well i would say the closest game to the spider-man games is probably the arkham games yeah, and that died a death really quickly for me. Really? Yeah, they're very samey. They it's the same thing. They to... are. I think Spider Man does it better because it's not just go here, have a tear up, go here, have a tear up. Pardon me. Oh. <laughs> I had a little little hit cable. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> no, <laughs> I had a hiccup and it really put me off. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's not just go here, have a tear up, have a go there, have a tear up. Um, it's a little bit more variety in the missions and the story is chef's kiss. So good. There's emotion. There is... Um, anticipation there's horror there's other emotions that i can't <laughs> think of at the moment <laughs> but yeah it's really good you should play okay. it and it's free it's free on playstation store you might as well play it i don't have the membership oh, I don't have the membership. so michael as we discussed last week, we were talking about actors, well, one actor in particular who done a very good performance of a certain horrible, horrible man, um, which led us on to thinking about our famous, fam- fa- favourite performances <laughs> of real a- actors playing real people in film and TV. Should I start that again? Do you want to do that again? <laughs> <laughs> Which led us on to thinking about who, what, <laughs> were our favourite performances of real... Fuck! <laughs> Go on, one more time, Joe. You got this. Which led us on to believe... No! <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which, on, led us, <laughs> which led us, which led us, what? You got this, you got this, <laughs> I believe you, come on. <laughs> oh God. Which led us to think about what were our favourite depictions of real life people in film and television? Wee. While you were explaining that perfectly joe <laughs> oh god he's dying flawlessly <laughs> well yeah while you was flawlessly explaining what we're about to talk about i remembered i haven't put steve coogan on my list oh no i oh, didn't no, put him indeed. on my list either because well one i haven't seen it and two it was we've already kind of discussed steve coogan yeah in last week's episode which has led us on 
to start thinking about what are our favorite performances <laughs> of real people in film and television. That was fucked as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, Joe, you wrote out some rules for this, though, for our top fives. I did. I've got a couple of rules. So when it comes to our top fives, I need to find my notes. Here we go. So with the rules, I've got rule number one. One performance per actor, i.e. Tom Hanks, who has played lots of real people. You can only have one performance from Miss Your Hanks. Otherwise, you'd have just a list of Tom Hanks films. Yes. Um, and two, it must be someone well-documented. Uh, for example, Digitally someone... Digitally documented. You, know, you should probably, yeah. What did you say? Digitally digitally yes um so like you can't have hugh glass from the revenant leo dicaprio's depiction of hugh glass uh, hugh glass from the revenant because you there's nothing to compare the mannerisms or the way he talks and things like that because it's literally documented in writing form it's to, to just list off the ones that we've sort of taken out of consideration based on those rules. Yes. Uh, we've got Margot Robbie as Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth the first in Mary Queen of Scots. We've got Jonathan Reese Myers as Henry VIII from the Tudors. We've got Travis Fimmel, 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 uh, as Ragnar Lothbrok in, um, Vikings, uh, Tom Hardy as Al Capone. um, who else is there? So I'm just going through my list. Wow. There's loads to choose from, isn't there? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, DiCaprio as Thingy Majiggy. That's that guy from that film. Yeah. yeah. So I think people like that, we've yes. discounted. So, Mike, what I will do is I have a list of people here that I'm going to reel off. And before we do our top five, we could perhaps discuss the performances as and when, if we've seen them or not. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, starting from number one, I've got Tom Hanks as Walt Disney in Saving Mr. Banks. I've not seen it. Incredible. So for those of you and Mike who hasn't seen Saving Mr. Banks, it is about the story of how Mary Poppins came to be. Um, And Tom Hanks portrays Walt Disney, and it's amazing. It's, It's a really good performance. As we've come to expect from Thomas Hanks himself, Um, yeah, brilliant. And I think... This this is one of the reasons because I've grown up watching Walt Disney, not just like the Walt Disney films, but like certain documentaries and stuff about Walt Disney. And yeah, Tom Hanks just absolutely kills it. His little mannerisms, the way he conducts himself, the way he holds himself, like he has this aura around him for being Walt Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, really good performance. Okay. Um, next one on my list is Jim Carrey's Andy Kaufman. Fantastic film. Mm. 
Well, I mean, the film as itself is all right. Yeah. But his See, performance as Andy Kaufman is yeah. incredible. Do you know what? I didn't come to appreciate the performance that he gave until I watched a documentary. I think it's called, is it Man on the Moon? Or yeah. was that the film called Man on the Moon? The, the film's called Man on the Moon. I think the documentary is called Jim as Andy or, or Jim and Andy or whatever it's oh, called. Oh, Jim and Andy. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't really come to a good appreciation of what Jim Carrey put himself through and like how involved he got in the character until I watched Jim and Andy. See, I actually think I actually prefer in terms of like watching it as a viewer, I prefer documentary. Over yeah. Film. Yeah. But performances in both. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Jesse Eisenberg is Mark Zuckerberg. A lot of bugs going on here from the social um, network. I thought, it's Jesse Eisenberg doing Jesse Eisenberg with the name of Mark Zuckerberg. There's yeah. A, yeah, there's a couple of ones on here that I would put down as more good casting rather than good performance. Because like you say, with this one, Jesse Eisenberg, I think he was picked because he is quite similar to Mark Zuckerberg, that kind yeah. of confident Thank nerdy. You. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I yeah, I, th- I think this one's definitely a bit of that good yeah. casting rather than actually having to go sort of above and beyond to yeah to really. And I think I think characterize it's, a, it's an average film as well. It's not, it's not particularly amazing. amazing, but it's not no, bad. It's all right. Yeah, it's good. Um, Eddie Redmayne as Professor Stephen Hawking in The Theory of Everything. Incredible film, mm-hmm. just as good as the performance. However, what I'll say about that is we don't really, or at least I don't really know what he was like before he was wheelchair bound. Yeah, and I guess it's tough to get mannerisms. It's like, oh, no, I would say, I say that, but he was still quite um, emotive, even when he was in the sort of later stages of his illness. Yeah. But I mean, um, but like the earlier stages that he portrayed yeah. Stephen Hawking as, similarly to um, Jesse Eisenberg, it was kind of just... Uh, good casting. Good casting. I think it was just, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne. Mm-hmm. Kind of doing a Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I got you. Um, next on my list is Austin Butler as Elvis Presley in Elvis. Yeah fantastic performance mm. i wasn't blown away by the film great good film yeah but it wasn't i think the hype sort of killed it a bit for me no i think i think um austin butler's performance was the cherry on what was quite a dull cake yeah yeah that's a really good way of putting it um uh yeah i he he definitely made that film what it was yeah um, for sure. i grew up loving elvis presley and there was some of the um, stuff that, again, a little bit like Walt Disney, I used to watch a lot of like documentaries and stuff um, surrounding Elvis because basically I, I told my nan that I liked Elvis and then all of a sudden it was every Christmas I'd get a video of Elvis, I'd get an <laughs> album with Elvis on. Literally, she loved the fact that I liked Elvis. Um, so... Yeah, I see a lot of documentaries and stuff, and there was a lot of like videos of live performances that I see and stuff like that as well. And Austin Butler definitely done his homework when it comes to mannerisms, the way he danced, the way he performed. Yeah. Although obviously he wasn't singing himself, 
yeah. it, it was it was a the actual song over the top of him. Still incredible. But he, the voice he also, as well. I say, he also developed his voice throughout mm. the decades that he's portraying him in. Yeah, yeah. You watch exactly. a, there's an interview of him where he does the different types of voices yeah. that Elvis had, and you can see how he's Amazing. starting to get more and more ill as he gets older and stuff. And as like things start catching up with him, and you see him as Elvis in like the later stages of life, mm-hmm. you can see how differently he conducts himself and how he holds himself as well. Mm. Yeah, brilliant yeah. performance. I've, um, my next one is another great performance um, of surrounding a, a, a musician, and it's Jamie Foxx's Ray Charles in Ray. Yeah, again, I think a really good film mm. for a music-based film. Yeah, uh, and just in an embodiment of um, the, the the performer. Yeah, see, I think this is a bit of a mix between the Jesse, Jesse Jesse Eisenberg's and like the Jim Carrey's where yes, it was good casting that put him into that role. But yeah. I also think that Jamie Foxx absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Smashed it. He obviously, again, he obviously done his homework. He um, spent a lot of time with Stevie, uh, with Ray Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they, like, would, he basically taught him how to play keys. Oh, wow. And they jammed together and all sorts. There's videos online about yeah. his, Phenomenal because you can. There's a, a, a similar to uh, Austin Butler and Elvis, you can put the performances side by side yeah. and you can see how it's perfect. It, it, yeah. But it's not just a put sign on the telly and then copy that because yeah. it's the little things and stuff like that. And even when they come away from the stuff that's on the telly, they still manage to carry out those. Those yeah. same ways of walking, same everything, really. Very, very similar with, yeah. which I'm sure is on your list, uh, Remy Malik as Freddie Mercury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got uh, Michael Sheen as Brian Clough in The Damn June United. Yeah. This was one that I got through as a suggestion from a listener, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll go through before we do our top, top fives, if you want. Yeah. Um, uh. I didn't know who Brian Clough was when I watched The Damned United. I, I want, first of all, for a football film, great film. Yeah. Um, didn't know who Brian Clough was, and then I watched videos of Brian Clough, and yeah. I appreciated just how good of a performance it is. Yeah. See, I, I watched a couple of, because, again, similar to you, I thought, because when I was doing a bit of research, Michael Sheen did keep popping up. Um, yeah. And I had seen The Damned United like you, but I thought, how accurate actually is it? And I'm over the last couple of days I've been watching um, interviews with Brian Clough and it's yeah. it's the cockiness yeah. in his delivery that he just nailed yeah I love it um, and a nice little thing about Michael Sheen as well Michael Sheen is now an, a um, I can't remember non-profit actor or something yeah that's it yeah. he's a non-profit actor so anything yeah. that he makes from acting goes straight to uh, straight to charity yeah. which is lovely Thank it you. Is nice. You're a good guy, Michael Sheen. We love you. <laughs> um, my next one. Now, I don't think you've seen this one, Mike, but it's Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne as Ike yeah. and Tina Turner in What yeah, Has Love Got To Do With It. Yeah, I've not seen that. Incredible. Incredible. So it basically tells the story of Ike and Tina Turner, um, which was a very well-publicized relationship. Um yeah. And the downfall of said relationship as well, because it was, it was fraught with um, <clears throat> abuse. Um, but on on Ike Turner's side, he wasn't a nice man. 
Um, yeah. And, well, Angela Bassett is incredible. Incredible. Like, this is one of the only films that I've watched. I think maybe because it was one of the first times that I'd seen Angela Bassett, perhaps. But I remember watching this film and literally after about 20 minutes, I forgot that she wasn't actually Tina Turner. Yeah. The makeup was incredible. Her performance yeah, was incredible. That's how you, you know, the performance is spot on. Mm, yeah, exactly. And, and the same with Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, I don't really know uh, as much about Ike Turner as I do Tina Turner, obviously. Mm. But his performance is incredible in that as well. I think Lawrence Fishburne is one of those sort of forgotten great actors. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, he is he is incredible. And and this role in particular I think is a standout for Lawrence Fishburne. I think he is amazing. Definitely. Um next I've got Tom Hardy as Charles Bronson. Yeah. Um again I don't I don't really know much of Bronson well, I know of Bronson and his story. I don't know what he's like mannerisms wise. The film itself is a very artistic film. Um, but his performance is very good, and there's lots of uh, what's the word tributes to his performance from family members of Bronson, mm-hmm. where they said that like they didn't know they, like they kind of similar to what you were saying about Tina Turner is they were watching him thinking that was Bronson. Yeah, um, this was another sort of situation um, similar to what you were saying about Jamie Fox, where Tom Hardy leading up to the role spent quite a lot of time with Charles Bronson. I think they're still friends. You know, like pen pals. Yeah, they? they are. Yeah. Um, so he did, and he, he there was a really good video about Charles Bronson talking about Tom Hardy, and after like three or four meetings, Tom would go in and sit there and say, "Look, um, it's going to be weird, but I'm going to talk to you as you." <laughs> and they would sit opposite each other and Charles Bronson actually said it was like talking to a mirror because like the mannerisms and stuff yeah. and he could kind of he see it in himself, like see himself in in uh, Tom Hardy. I quote that film by the way, a lot and no one ever picks up on it. Go on, what's what's the what's the one you do? The one the one thing I always do hmm. is what have you got? <laughs> yeah i like you that know, he, he, um, he's doing the he's doing the highest yeah the, highest, the hostage situation it's yeah like, what do you want is like, what, what have you got? got yeah the other one that i keep saying is the bit when uh which i really wanted to do for for drama but they wouldn't let me because it wasn't a written piece of work because we had to mm. do like our monologues and dual logs um and it was a scene where he plays obviously charles bronson but he turns around and then he's painted up like a woman. He's like got yeah. makeup on and stuff, and he's he's talking to basically like one of the nurses or one of the the people who work in the prison. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things that I always I always uh, quote is, "I want my hotel room back." <laughs> <laughs> that bit yeah. is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. We'll we'll roll through the next ones quite quickly. So we've got Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer in Dahmer. Amazing. Brilliant. Um, Margot Robbie is Tonya Harding in I, Tonya. Amazing. Um, average, have, average film, though. Yeah, average, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, another Austin Butler-Elvis scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Remy Malik as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Great performance, good film. Yep. Um, Gary Oldman as Churchill in Darkest Hour. Uh, one of my favourite films and incredible performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Jordan Belfort in Wolf of Wall Street. Fantastic film. I, I, I'm not sold on the performance, though. See, I am because after I watched the film, I started watching like some of Jordan Belfort because he does like a lot of TED Talk and stuff like this. Right. Uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, so, yeah, I watched a few of them afterwards and, and I could really see. I think for me, it was more the accent that he... Yeah, the, ac- yeah, the accent's good, but I, I, don't, I, I don't quite see the mannerisms. No. no I think, yeah. I think Jordan Belfort was obviously a cocky guy and I think Leonardo DiCaprio plays a cocky heightened, guy really well. Quite heightened. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've got Sean Penn as Mickey Cohen in Gangster Squad. Haven't seen it, Um but... Taron Egerton as Elton John in Rocket Man. Yeah, pretty good. John of, uh, Jennifer Hudson as Aretha Franklin in Respect. Haven't seen it. Oh, amazing, <laughs> really good. Uh, Helen Mirren as Queen Elizabeth II in The Queen. I don't know. A mi- again, that. a mixture of brilliant casting and also brilliant performance from Helen Mirren. Right. Probably when you take into consideration how many people have played Queen Elizabeth, like for, with yeah. the crown and such, Helen yeah. Mirren is the best, in my opinion. Absolutely smashes oh, really? it. Yeah, amazing. Even ahead of Elizabeth, Elizabeth uh, Olivia, Olivia right? Coleman. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Interesting. Um, we have Daniel Day Lewis as Abraham Lincoln. 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 <laughs> Not seen um, it. <laughs> uh, in Lincoln. Denzel Washington as Malcolm X in Malcolm X. Haven't seen it. Um, ben Kingsley as Mahatma Gandhi in Gandhi. Haven't seen Incredible. it. Incredible. <laughs> um, Robert Downey Jr. as Charlie Chaplin in Chaplin. Haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Meryl Streep as Margaret Thatcher in The Iron Lady. Pretty good film. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, one of those sort of you just watch it. Yeah. Um, um, really I think, good performance. Re- yeah, really good performance. Really. Yeah. Again, the same again, because she does kind of look like Maggie Thatcher as well. But then smashes it with the. Vo- I think again, it's more the vocal acting, like she got the I accent think, on point. I think Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher in The Crown was a better performance. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, she was good. She was good in that. To be fair. Yeah, I thought she was. And excellent. when you take into consideration that she's American as well, mm. yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, for sure. Mm. Well, so is Meryl Streep, isn't she? Meryl Streep's English, I think. She? I thought she was American. Uh, let me just check. Meryl. Meryl no, she's American. Oh, she's American. Yeah. There you go. Two, well, two impressive performances. Enough. They were both incredible. So, Mike, out of those well, plus any additionals you've got. Well, I was going to say, so I've got a couple of suggestions. Oh. I've, um, someone suggested Luke Evans as Bruce Reynolds in The Great Train Robbery. Okay. I haven't seen that. Neither have I, but apparently it's good. Yeah. According to according to um to matt thank you so thanks matt, matt for that um uh, sorry let me get back onto my notes so we, we've had some, uh, a couple of people suggest uh the damned united um we've had steve coogan and john c Riley and stan of ollie stan and ollie oh uh, god yes what a performance i've not this seen is. It. what <laughs> performances <laughs> yeah really good <laughs> Um, oh, oh my god how could I forget this film how is that not oh, I might have to change my list <laughs> um, Schindler's List 
Oh, Liam Neeson as Schindler. Yeah. Or uh, what's his name? Ralph. Ralph Fiennes is the general. Commandant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, Will Smith in the Pursuit of Happiness. Very good. Very good. Great. Really heartwarming film. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. I don't know the actor in that. I just got the film. I haven't seen it, so I'm not too sure. And again, I don't know how well documented Lawrence is, but yeah. Um, this film I really want to see, but I haven't seen it yet. Fighting with My Family, which has uh, Olivia, Olivia, Florence Pugh. Oh, and Dave Page, the Reveler. No, no, it's got The Rock. It's got uh, Nick Frost and oh, two other people. I didn't know it was based on a true story. Yeah, it's based on Page, uh, the WWE wrestler. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I might give that a watch then. Um, Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind, which I didn't know was based on a true story. No, neither did I. Um, and this one was very close to being on my list because I've seen it and it's an incredible performance, but I didn't want to glorify the person he's playing, which is Downfall and the guy, the German guy, who's it? Uh, oh, I don't know his name, but he plays Hitler. Basically. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, incredible performance. Yeah, it really is. He's yeah. Really, yeah. Really good performance. Yeah. This one was very nearly close on my list as well. Mm. Uh, Colin Firth in the King's Speech. Yep, yeah, incredible. Great, great film. Yeah. Um, and lastly, Julia Roberts as Erin Berkovich, which is a film I've not seen. Oh, yes. It, um, She's a lawyer, isn't she? Or something? Is it Berkovich? Erin? Brockovich. Brockovich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's a good film. Uh, yeah. Tearfest. But really good. Oh, is it really? Mm. Okay, interesting. Yeah, really good. Just as that, as I was reading that, I just remember another film that's a true story, The Blind Side. Oh, that's Julia Roberts as well, isn't it? No, that is Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra is it Sandra Bullock? I'm sure it's Sandra I Bullock. I think it's yeah. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Yeah. And then also, as I just said that, another film <laughs> that's just got reminded to me, Jennifer Gardner in The Freedom Riders. I don't think I've seen that. You don't see the Freedom Riders. Oh, you need to watch the Freedom Riders, man. The Freedom Riders. What's it about? It's about this um, woman who's just started teaching and she goes to a really rough sort of inner city school in America who have like really bad grade expectations and they're all involved in gang, gangland wars and all this kind of stuff. And she basically teaches them about, teaches them how to write basically. And she uses... And Frank's story as a way to do that. Oh, and they all write they all write letters to Holocaust survivors, and they get sort of involved in that. And it's they all end up graduating as well. It's really good, but he's got Hillary Swank in it. Oh, sorry, is that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I'll give enough. it to you because I know exactly how you linked all them three together. <laughs> because there is like a, a small group of of actresses that are <laughs> like very. Similar, yeah, 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 it's a really good cast. So it's got Hilary Swank, Amilda Staunton, Patrick Dempsey, <laughs> Mario. I think that's Mario the singer as well. Um, Probably, yeah, yeah, wicked. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. give that a watch. That looks really but good. Anyway, Joe, my yeah. top five, yes. Sorry, um, let's might, bring it I'm, back to you, shall we? I'm, I'm gonna change one of mine because of a film that was just um mentioned, yes. So Number one, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. Very good. Uh, 
Number two, David Tennant as Dennis Nielsen, the the serial killer in Dez. Yep. It's fucking gripping and frightening performance. Amazing. Um, Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer for a very similar reason in Dahmer. Because you like serial killers? Yeah, I actually, like, three or four of these were going to be serial killer based. <laughs> and I thought that was quite scary. And <laughs> I probably need therapy now. Um, so I've gone instead with Michael Sheen as Brian Clough. Okay. Because I really enjoyed that as a film and I thought he's performed. For a more light hearted spin. And then I've now changed it to Liam Nielsen, Liam Neeson as. Uh, but then again, like if we, because I think that goes against the rules actually, because I don't think there's any there's documented not, video of Schindler. Yeah. So in that case, you're I'll, disqualified. I'll go back to my original, which was Leonardo DiCaprio's Jordan Belfort, which I know I was just slagging, but it's a fantastic film. It is a brilliant film. I I avoided putting it on my list because I hype it up too much. I'm like the biggest fan girl. Of... The thing is, the way I was weighing these up is is how close are they are to the depiction of the mm-hmm. how close is their depiction to the person? How good how good is, how good is their performance? Yeah. Is, and how good the film is? And I think that the film is amazing. His performance is amazing, but I don't think the likeness quite stands up. Yeah. But it's good enough to make your list. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so for me, Mike, now this is in no particular order. I've just highlighted my five favorites out of this list. I'm going to go with Ben Kingsley's Mahatma Gandhi. Okay. You really need to watch it. He's. What's the film called? Called Gandhi. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's Ben Kingsley, man. You've got to get a good film. It's Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne, as I can see in the turn. That counts as one, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's the same film. Um, Austin Butler as Elvis Presley. 100%. Mm-hmm. One of my new favourite films on his performance alone. Um, Jim Carrey is Andy Kaufman Mm -hmm. and Tom Hanks has Walt Disney and saving Mr. Banks. Interesting. Mm. All but one of those I haven't seen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can't really ask about it. No, there you Um, go. You've got homework. I do do have one. All of these films. (laughs) I do have one that I want to mention, by the way. Oh, Oh. Uh, which was, I think it was a good performance. And watching interviews of the person he's betraying, it's very close to the mark. Mm. It's just, this is very British. Like, I think it was only available in England. It's a, I think it's a Channel 4 drama, I think it was. Right. This is Freddie Fox playing Jer- Jeremy Bamber in The Murders at the White House Farm. Oh, yes. I've seen it. Now, the reason why I want to give this a shout is because our incredible friend, Stephen Graham, is in it. <laughs> He plays PC something or another. And that's why I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I want to Because I up. do want to remind everybody that this is the Stephen Graham Appreciation Podcast. So we can't yeah. go a single episode without mentioning the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Stephen PC Stephen Graham. Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then there's, there's also some other ones. Like I've got, it's frightening how many serial killers have been depicted. Mm. Like Mindhunter alone have got three incredible performances in it. Yes. Um, obviously, Eileen Warnos has been depicted. Larry Hall in Blackbird. Have you, did you watch that in the end? Because I know I suggested it to you. Yes, sir. Yeah, the fucking incredible yeah. performance. The guy who played um, Paul Walker Hauser. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, what other. Uh, I mean, Al Capone is technically a serial killer, yeah. I suppose. 
the Cray twins. There's, <laughs> there's like there's loads because even like down to you know like um, oh, that's another good one. Is um, I did use her for I Tonya, but Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate in um, oh yeah in. Um, Once upon a time. Once in upon a time in, in Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I can't think of his name. But the guy who plays um, um, Manson, Charles Manson, in that as well. Nah, man, you need to watch um, Damon Harrion as Charles Manson in Mindhunter. It is creepy. Like it's like you're watching Charles Manson. Right. It's honestly, but then. All of the the, the the list I sent you, mm. all three of the Mindhunter actors that played, well, one's Ed Kemper, one's David Berkowitz, and then Charles Manson. Scary, man. Yeah. Like, they're so close to Mark. Um, Crazy. Absolutely mad. I do want to say one. Uh, also, I've got a little shout-out, too, as well. And it's mm. kind of off the back of... Um, what we said earlier about like just the right people getting um getting cast mm-hmm. and it's got to be and now I'm just I literally I was saying all that purely to time waste and I'm still time wasting while I'm looking through the cast because I don't know what the guy's well, name is. Well while you're looking is. let's cut to the let's cut to a, our very first official ad break. And welcome back. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the big shout out that I wanted to do, and um, thanks thanks for holding on. Um, we we kept you uh, on the edge of your seat, I imagine, after the, uh, throughout that ad break. But it was Mark Rose's Tupac Shakur in Straight Outta Compton. Oh, okay. Wow, to be, this to be fair, man a looks lot, like a Tupac. Great, there's a lot of great performances in that. Oh yeah, amazing. Easy, easy. The guy who plays Easy Easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Mate, yeah. this guy, I'm just looking at the pictures again now, and oh my god, this man looks like Tupac. But to be fair, that's probably really good um, makeup. Yeah, you know, yeah, because when you look at him normally, I mean, he doesn't look. Actually, no, not even. If you look at just him normally, you can see Tupac. It, it they must be related <laughs> somewhere down the line, man. These guys look so similar. Maybe, maybe it is Tupac. Maybe it is. He faked his Conspiracy. death. Conspiracy. Right, Joe. Well, I'm just looking at the time, and yes. we should probably get wrapping this up. So, yes. should we move on to the our favourite headline of the week? Yes. So, we're calling it our favourite headline of the week now because there's lovely. It's lovely to hear a funny headline every now and then, but it's also nice to hear a nice heartwarming headline as well Michael so or, or a headline like today that will just give you a little bit of faith back into your exactly head. so we are now renaming this segment favorite headline of the week well that was really good was it nice are we going to use that going forward that. yeah wicked let's do it <laughs> nice. right so the headline reads lorries parked on the motorway bridge in a bid to save man threatening to jump I think this was on the M5. Um, and I just, I think this is just, you know, what, what a testament to the, mm. uh, to the, to the, the lorry drivers to do what they can to help someone, you know. 
in the middle of a job because I know they're sort of strict on their timings and stuff with lorry drivers. You know, to yeah. put that aside and you know see what was important in that moment. Fantastic. Yeah, it's exactly. Nice and like you said, Mike, it is that sort of puts puts the the emphasis back into humanity. Like, not all yeah. of us are arseholes. Some people just they didn't need to stop. They didn't need to do that. They they could have just gone about their life and just not give a crap about yeah. what happens to that fella. But uh, we it's it's not what you hear on the media. We're not always horrible people as humans. I think there is the thing that makes us human is that we have empathy, and yeah. there's definitely showing signs of empathy here. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was it was nice to. I mean, I hope the man mm. is fine and is getting the help he needs. Um, doesn't actually say that. I can't actually read the rest of the thing because the independent you have to pay for. Well, <laughs> screw you, the independent. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I hope I hope he's got the um, the help that the he help, needs. Get the help he needs yeah. and fair play to those lorry drivers. Definitely round of applause. Um, yeah, before we um, before we wrap up this episode, Joe, I should mm. probably explain that we are missing a certain Uncle Disco's question. <gasps> we are. Now, why is that? I hear you ask. Why is that? Oh, oh, oh. Um, it's almost like it, you it, cued me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> we we we've decided amongst ourselves to make the Uncle Disco's question its own thing. So what we're going to do moving forward is having a little. 15 20 minute episode every now and again where we answer one of uncle disco's question uh we've got one lined up and we're going to be recording that soon uh so keep an eye out for it yeah Joe? yeah have you got anything to add before we say goodbye no oh righty then bye now uh, bye bye You have been listening to the Missing Intelligence Pod. Joe, where can people come and join the chat? Well, you can tweet us on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. Duet us on TikTok. Poke us on Facebook. Don't subscribe to us on YouTube. Or, um, uh, what do you do on threads? I don't know. Um, like, so, maybe? So us on threads? Is that a thing? I don't know. Uh, it's so new. So us on threads. There you go. Why not? All of them are at the Missing Intel Pod. So find us there and let us know your thoughts and join the chat today. Mm-hmm.